What's wrong with board number four? I'm getting a lot of abnormal interference. The devil's that? Increase it to 20 magnification and project it. Yes, sir. That's an asteroid. Check it out, quick. Freeze it on the video. Have you got that course figured yet? Here it is, sir. A collision course with Earth. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Putus of War. Resistance is futile. Straight flows from the force, but beware of the dark side. Iron oh. oh, Man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice range of it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a reach gold. Hello, everybody. This is Mark Daniels from the Great Pacific Northwest, and you are listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. This is episode 692 for Sunday, July 22nd, 2018. I'm back this week with another classic science fiction movie. Today's movie is a cult classic. It's The Green Slime from 1968. It stars Robert Horton, Richard Jekyll, and Luciana Paluzzi. Before I get into this week's podcast, I want to thank Rico for giving me this opportunity to share with all of you another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to me today. I hope you enjoy it. With that said, I'm going to play the trailer to The Green Slime. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. I'll be back after the trailer with some movie information, and then we'll get into the movie. Mars, the lonely, helpless Earth, the 21st century, the world of the future, and lurking beyond the cold, strange immensity of conquered space, growing and spreading beyond the warped imagination of the greatest human intellect, exploding in unspeakable horror... The Green Slime. The civilized world at war with alien form, whose slimy touch means instant, horrible death. Invaders from beyond the stars. The Green Slime. Robert Horton. 
Gianna Paluzzi. Richard Jacob. You make too many mistakes. You're not right for command. This is my command, and I'll manage it. Two men struggle for survival in the infected remains of a diseased universe. for a last chance to save the human race from the desperate hunger of the green slime. A battle in space against faceless beings. A cosmic nightmare that sends you into the incredible the short world of... The Green Slime is a 1968 American and Japanese co-produced science fiction movie. The movie was directed by Kinji Fukasaku and produced by Walter Manley and Ivan Rayner. The screenplay was written by William Finger, Tom Rowe, and Charles Sinclair from a story by Ivan Rayner. It was released December 1st, 1968 and has a running time of 90 minutes. And here's the cast. Robert Horton as Commander Jack Rankin, Richard Jekyll as Commander Vince Elliott, Luciana Paluzzi as Dr. Lisa Benson, Bud Widom as General Jonathan B. Thompson, Ted Gunther as Dr. Hans Halverson, Robert Durham as Captain Martin, David Yorston as Lieutenant Curtis, William Ross as Ferguson, and Gary Randolph as Cordier. That's it for movie information. Now let's get into today's movie. Today's movie starts with a rogue asteroid on a collision course with Earth. In the first scene of today's movie, we meet our main character. His name is Commander Jack Rankin, and he has just recently retired and is called back into service to deal with a rogue asteroid. How are you, Chief? It's been a while. Not bad. Still putting on a little weight. So I see. Rankin and Elliot. Best space team we ever had. Yeah, Vince and I did pretty well there for a while, till I ruined it. No one's ever accused you of that, except yourself. No, not officially. But what's on your mind? You didn't ask me over here to discuss my personal problems. That's right. Take a look. This is the asteroid Flora. We sighted it moving towards Earth less than two hours ago. How'd it get out of orbit? We don't know. At this juncture, I don't care. Now, here's Flora, and here we are, the Earth. Flora, that's a Class II asteroid. Right. Close to six million tons of rock. And at seven o'clock tomorrow morning, it'll collide with Earth. That's less than ten hours. That's right, ten hours. Well, can it be diverted, set up a force shield? We've run it through comp analysis. There's only one solution. And? I think you know what it is. That means blasted. Three trimegaton units placed on that thing. And there'll be nothing left but dust. Who's in command of the mission? To my mind, there's only one man with the necessary experience. But under the circumstances, he would have to volunteer. 
I take it I'm the volunteer? Here are the operating orders, and there's a flight waiting at Lowry Field. Your operating base will be Gamma 3. Everything you need will be assembled up there. You don't have a minute to waste. And if I don't make it? Then don't come back down, because there won't be anything to come back down to. Jack, you know what your chances are about running that blast. Yeah, I know. You'll be in full operational charge of Gamma 3 and the mission until it's completed. Presently, Gamma 3 is commanded by Vince Elliott. Elliott, huh? I guess today's my lucky day. Jack, good luck. Commander Raken suits up, boards a rocket ship, and heads for Space Station Gamma 3. In the next scene, we see Commander Vince Elliott and Dr. Lisa Benson, and they are discussing the arrival of Commander Rankin, his former best friend and her former boyfriend. Vince? I've heard. You heard what? They are sending Jack Rankin up. Why? It's your command. I guess the chief figures he's the best man for the job, that's all. I don't believe it. There must be another reason. Oh, he'll get the job done all right, with no ifs, ands, or buts, and in spite of anything. Or anybody. You won't be going with him, will you? That's up to him. Vince, don't let anything start up again. That's up to him, too. Try to remember that once you were the best of friends. All right, Lisa, I'll try to remember, all right? And listen, darling, you don't have the slightest reason to be jealous of him. He doesn't mean anything to me anymore. You sure? All right. Would you like to join the welcoming committee? Hmm? I told him I never wanted to see him again. I still mean it. Upon arrival to Gamma 3, Commander Reagan is greeted by Commander Elliot and Dr. Haverson. Good to see you again, Vince. It's been a while. Nice to have you aboard, sir. You're right on schedule. So are we. Think you can get me loaded and off again in 20 minutes? No sweat. I'm Hans Halverson, Commander. Station Space Consultant. Good evening. This is Michaels, my assistant. We'll be going with you. I'm sorry, Doctor. You're not included in my orders, and I can't be held up. Excuse me, sir, but your orders have been modified just a short while ago. In that case, we leave in 20 minutes. I won't be in the way. I hope not. With your permission, sir, I'd like to go along. But your place is here, Vince, and you know it. Captain Martin is capable of taking over, sir, 100%. I'm glad you feel that way. Consider yourself in. Commander Rankin, Commander Elliot, Dr. Havison, and the rest of their team board their spaceship and head down to the asteroid. They land on the asteroid and split up into three teams. Each team will drill a hole in the asteroid and plan an explosive device which will destroy the asteroid. Meanwhile, Dr. Halverson wanders off and discovers a strange new life form. Commander Rankin receives new orders from Earth Command to move up the detonation time. Where's Elliot? He isn't back yet. Oh, that's great. Look, here he comes now. Space Central to Commander Rankin. Space Central to Commander Rankin. This is Rankin. Go ahead. Jack, that damn thing you're on is accelerating. Do you hear me? I read you. Detonation time has to be moved up to 3 o'clock. 
But it's 2.40 now. We can't possibly outrun the blast. There's no alternative. Do you realize what you're asking? I realize what I'm asking. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Detonation hour has been changed to three o'clock. That's impossible. That's what I said. Change the device and get everybody on board. Where the hell is Halverson? I don't know. Get everybody on board. You're going to give him a couple of minutes, though. There isn't time. You can't leave him here. You've made this mistake once before. Everyone boards the spaceship and lifts off. The spaceship barely escapes the explosion's shockwave and makes it back to Gamma 3. Upon their arrival back to Gamma 3, they are treated to a hero's welcome. Dr. Benson rushes to see Commander Elliot, but Commander Rankin stops her. Vince? Lisa, you shouldn't be in here. We haven't been through decontamination. Doctor? I'm holding you responsible for the decontamination of material and personnel used on the mission. I'm familiar with the regulations. I didn't say you weren't, Doctor. I'd like them run through three times. Just a minute, Doctor. Three times? I can't spare the equipment that long. I've got to run this station. I said three times, Doctor. The crew of this station have got more important things to do. The command of this station reverts to you and the mission is completed and I leave. That's the way the orders read. I suggest you bone up on your regulations. Commander Rankin was injured during the flight back to Gamma 3, and he seeks medical attention from Dr. Benson. Take it easy, Doctor. I'm so sorry, Commander. You look as though you're sorry. It's not half of what you deserve, Jack. You are very kind. You dropped me, get engaged to my best friend, and you still think I deserve more. I saw your display just now. Do you have to be so tough on everybody? Uh So sorry. Got nothing to do with being tough. I get an order, I carry it out. I give one, I expect the same thing, right on down the line. That's your trouble. There is no margin in you to let other people be wrong, to fail sometimes. Yeah, I think that's right. That's why every time we met, we quarreled. Be careful, we'll start again. No, I have no reason to quarrel with you. It's finished. It's all finished between us. I wonder... You have an incredible ego. Lisa, it's got nothing to do with ego. Look, Jack, Vince and I have... Just don't upset things between us, all right? Uh, Excuse me, Commander. Your circuit to Space Central? It's ready. Thanks. And thanks for taking care of me, Doctor. Anytime. Later, there is a party to celebrate the successful mission to the asteroid. In this scene, Commander Rakin and his old girlfriend... Dr. Benson, are dancing with each other at the party. Jack, try to remember I'm engaged. Why can't you and Vince forget what happened? He's the one that's carrying the grudge. I've done about all I could. Well, you didn't have to report him so that he had to face a board of inquiry. Yeah, but we both know the report was true. He's a nice guy, Liz. The problem is he's too nice to be a commanding officer. Was it a mistake not to want to sacrifice one of his own men? You would have done exactly the same. I doubt it. And if I had, I wouldn't bitch about it all over the place. After all, he sacrificed ten men to save one. That's a pretty stupid mistake. 
And don't think it hasn't almost destroyed him. It's killing him, and you haven't helped any. You're making a big mistake, Lisa. You don't love Vince, you pity him. I'm very happy with him. You're lying. You love me. I told you you had an incredible ego, but it's more than that. It's, it's unbelievable. Excuse me. The party is interrupted by an alarm from the lab. Unbeknownst to Commander Rankin and his crew, a small amount of the alien substance was splashed on one of the astronauts' spacesuits. This small amount of substance has grown into an entire creature with the help of the machine used to decontaminate the equipment and the gear. The monster breaks loose and kills the lab technician. There's trouble, sir, in the lab. What kind of trouble? I think you'd better come, sir. All right, follow me. The rest of you stay here. We can handle it. This way, sir. Over there. He's dead. He put up a hell of a fight. He has been electrocuted. Electrocuted? Then why is that room torn up? Look at this. It looks like the same substance that was found all over the asteroid, but it isn't moving. Well, what's it doing here, Doctor? I don't know. That's your responsibility, Halverson. Vin, set up a search detail. See what you can turn up. Right. Commander Rankin and Commander Elliot are called to the power room, where they find a creature and they try to capture it. We found something strange up there, sir. That's what killed Michaels? I don't know. Let me have that laser. Stop! Don't kill it! Try to save it! It's a magnificent discovery. We must do everything we possibly can to capture it. I think we ought to try to capture it. It's already killed two men, Vince. I say get rid of it. And as commander of this station, I say we ought to try. Now, I'll take full responsibility for it. All right, if you want it that way, Vince, let's do it your way. Thank you very much. Now, what do you suggest, doctor? Well, let's try to paralyze it. Get a, a, a gas gun and a net. All right. Lieutenant Curtis. Sir? You take a group of men around the other side of that reactor. Yes, sir. You men follow me. Lieutenant Morris? Yes. I want a gas gun and a net up here on the double. Right. Commander Elliot's plan fails, and several men are killed. Dr. Halverson takes a sample of the creature's blood for examination. Commander, this is a sample of the fluid I found in the power room. Now, despite its color, it is obviously blood. I want you to see this for yourselves. These cells duplicate faster than anything known to man. Their growth rate is incredible. In fact, it's frightening.
Do you realize what this implies? Do you remember the ripped out wires in the transmission room? Come here, I want to show you something else. Now, I have a theory as to why the creature was there and what it was seeking. Now, I'm going to send a controlled charge through the isolated cells. Blood cells look like they're getting larger, Doctor. Now I'll increase the power slightly. out. The animal feeds on energy and discharges energy. That would explain its ability to electrocute Michaels. One cell, one microscopic speck left on a spacesuit, and it would absorb all the energy it could get. Wait a minute. You mean this stuff reproduced itself inside the decontamination chamber? And then as we, as we stepped up the current, it just, it just grew? Precisely. And these creatures could be developing on any part of the station where a drop of this substance can reach any form of energy. Jack, the power room. If he's right, those things are going to be all over the place. I want you to set up a cleanup detail under Captain Martin. Re-alert the station, see that every precaution is taken. But this order is revoked, Commander. Under no circumstances will the men use their weapons. Right. Commander Rankin and Commander Elliot have come up with a plan to isolate the creature in a section of the space station. All right, gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Commander Rankin and I have doped out a plan we hope will work. He is on the line of headquarters right now about it. Now, here's what we figured out. Up to now, all of our troubles seem to be right here in C Block. Now, we've got to get everyone out of there at once. But that'll be rough on some of the injured, sir. We're going to have to do it. We've got to get everyone out of C Block before we can seal it off. And then what? Then we're going to confine it even further, right down here to the storage room. But how do we get those things in there? By energy. We're banking on the fact that Dr. Halverson's theory is correct. That these things, as you call them, need energy. Any kind of energy to grow. How do you get energy into the storage room? We're going to cut off all power and light in C-block. We're going to then run a power beam search car down the corridor, stopping at this room. In the room, we're going to set up a portable generator. Then you figure the light beam will lure them into the room. We hope right to the generator. Well, at least we'll have this mess contained in one area, if it works. Oh, it's got to work. Because if these things spread, if they get back to that main power room... We've had it. Right. I want you to get that generator set up in ten minutes. Yes, sir, right away. This is Commander Rankin. All personnel will be evacuated from C-Block. In ten minutes, all lights throughout the entire station will be extinguished. There will be no alarms, no signals. Prepare all sick and wounded for immediate removal and stand by. The plan is working until one of the creatures breaks out of the medical bay and attacks the wounded. Everybody is evacuated except Dr. Halverson. 
He is trapped on the other side of the door with the creatures. Yes, sir. Come on, move, move, move. Everybody get out all right? Are you all right? Yeah, but I just made it. Commander, Dr. Halverson's still inside C-Block. to get him out. We'll have to drop the other airlock. We can't, sir. The light car's jammed under it and won't move. Come on, men. See if we can free this car. Listen, there's only one way to get him out of there. We're going to have to raise the first airlock panel. You risk the whole state. That's a risk we're going to have to take. Not as long as I'm in command. Vince! Get away from that panel! That's an order, Vince. It's your move, Commander. Dr. Benson runs to Commander Elliot's side and opens the door, revealing a dead Dr. Halverson. The creatures have overrun the station, and Commander Raken orders the destruction of the space station. Is the circuit to headquarters through yet? In just a few seconds, sir. We'll hurry it up. Here we are, sir. This is Rankin on Gamma 3. Do you read me loud and clear? Over. Loud and clear, sir. Urgent priority on this message to the Chief of Staff. One, necessary to abandon Gamma 3 immediately. Prepare to receive evacuees, many of whom are wounded. Absolutely mandatory to have complete quarantine and thorough examination of all personnel and equipment on arrival. Two, request permission to destroy Gamma 3. To destroy this station? Situation here beyond control. Further efforts futile and any unnecessary delay could prove disastrous to entire company. Now, you can evacuate this station, that's all right, but you're not going to destroy it. It's our only way, Vince. What do you mean, it's our only way? I mean that I want this place cleared out lock, stock, and barrel in 30 minutes. Is that clear enough? Put me on the loudspeakers. Yes, sir. This is Commander Rankin. Now, hear this. Now, hear this. This is a general quarters alert. All personnel will prepare to evacuate the station at once. All support cruisers will be ready for immediate departure. Target deadline will be in 40... Now, I'm going to tell you something for the last time. I'm in command of this station. And when my chief gives me an order to destroy Gamma 3, I'll take that order from him, but I won't take it from you! Lieutenant Morris, I want you to escort Commander Elliot to the evacuation area. Put him on a cruiser. 
If he offers any resistance of any kind, consider him under arrest. Commander, take it easy! All right. All right! Lieutenant Morris, you have your orders. Yes, sir. Captain Martin, you'll be in charge of the evacuation. Yes, sir. The creatures are now blocking the escape hatch doors, and Commander Rankin orders four men to go outside and blast the creatures to open the doors. Commander Elliot decides to lead the team himself. But, sir, Commander Rankin... That is an order, Captain. Now you know what an order is, don't you? Yes, Mm -hmm. sir. Vince? Vince, don't go out there. Now, don't you tell me what to do. I'm tired of being told what to do. I'm tired of taking orders. This is my station. Now, go on up there. Tell your G.I. Boy Scout what I just said. Mine? You're damn right. It's never been over between you two, has it? Vince, you got it all wrong. Believe me. Sure, sure I do. Captain Martin, what's keeping you? Get moving. You see, the great man, he's getting impatient. Excuse me. We're all set, sir. Good luck, sir. Thank you. Don't worry about me. You get your patience, your staff on the cruisers. Commander Elliot succeeds and opens the doors to the escape hatches. Commander Rankin decides to stay behind to pilot the station into the Earth's atmosphere. Where are the others? They are on the cruiser waiting for you. Come on. Commander, more trouble, sir. What is it? Space Central reports our power output has dropped so low they can't activate guidance by remote control. What does that mean? It means we do it ourselves. And that means going back in there. Oh, no. I want you to get on that cruiser and get out of here. It's impossible to go back in there. It's useless to even try, Commander. There are too many of them. We'd never make it to the controls. We've got to make it, Martin. It's as simple as that. Yes, sir. I'll round up a detail. Captain, I'm the one that's going back. You take that last cruiser and get out of here as quick as you can. Circle the station. I'll, uh... Well, I'll drift up and meet you later. Yes, sir. Jeff, why can't Will we you leave stop all of us? Arguing? Please, don't go. Commander Elliot decides to join Commander Rankin on the station. Commander Elliot is killed while protecting Commander Rankin, who is piloting the space station into the Earth's atmosphere. Commander Rankin grabs Commander Elliot's body and jumps out of airlock. They are picked up by one of the space cruisers as Gamma 3 explodes. Stand by. The circuit's ready, sir. This is Rankin reporting. As a result of action above and beyond the call of duty by Commander Vince Elliott, evacuation successful with minimum of casualties. Destruction of Gamma 3 completed as planned. Mission completed. I recommend the highest citation for Commander Elliott posthumously. All right, Lieutenant. Take it down. And that's the end of today's movie. Now it's time for some movie trivia. Today's movie was shot in Japan with a Japanese director and crew, but with an all-Caucasian cast. Many of the background cast were American military personnel and American embassy staff who were based in Japan at the time. The Japanese-language version of this film runs 77 minutes by eliminating the whole love triangle subplot between the three leads. The green slime creatures were played by Japanese children in bulky rubber monster suits. 
The green slime was used as the pilot episode for the cult TV show Mystery Science Theater 3000. And that's it for movie trivia. Now it's time for the Star Trek connection. Everybody knows I'm a big Star Trek fan, and I try to find a Star Trek connection in every movie TV show I watch. I'm afraid to say I could not find a Star Trek connection in today's movie. So let's move right into my comments about today's movie. I watched the 2010 DVD release from Warner Archive Collection. The picture and sound quality on this DVD were excellent. But there's no bonus features on this DVD, not even scene selection. It only comes with the play option. That's it. I remember watching this movie as a kid and really enjoying it. I always thought it was an Italian-Japanese movie because it reminded me a lot of Antonio Margheriti's science fiction films. You know, Wild Wild Planet, War of the Planets, and War Between the Planets. I really liked the look of the movie. It reminded me a lot of the Toho movies of the time. You know, the sets, the costumes were right out of a Godzilla movie. Uh, the miniature in the movies were cool. Not quite as good as the Thunderbird min miniatures, but good. And what can I say about the monsters in this movie? It's a guy in a rubber suit. Actually, it's a bunch of kids in a rubber suit. Uh, the story, it had a decent story. Uh, this story would be reused again 30 years later in a movie called Armageddon. Um, the only difference, instead of using oil workers, they used astronauts to save the day. As far as the cast, I think the cast did an excellent job. Robert Horton was great as Commander Jack Rankin. You know, he's the hero type, a.k.a. Dirk Squarejaw. Richard Jekyll always gives a great performance and uh, was great as Commander Vince Elliott. But he always reminded me of Barney Rubble. If there was a, a live-action Flintstone TV show, he could play Barney Rubble. And then Chiana Paluzzi, she was great as Dr. Lisa Benson, uh, the woman torn between two men, you know. But I always remember her from Thunderball. She was a Spectre agent. So I always remember her from that. Uh, it's kind of weird watching this whole love triangle thing while the station is being overrun by aliens. It's kind of weird. Uh, my favorite scenes in the movie are when Commander Rankin dresses Commander Elliot down in front of his men. It's like, dang, you just pulled his pants down in front of everybody and just spanked him. It's just, man, that was brutal. Um, my favorite thing about this movie is the theme song. It's pure 1960s psychedelic music. I'll play it at the end of the podcast, so get ready for that. Overall, this is a fun movie to watch. It's not a great movie, but it is worth watching. On a scale from 1 to 10, I'm going to give The Green Slime a solid 6. And those are my comments about The Green Slime. That's it for today's podcast. Before I wrap up this week's podcast, I want to thank Rico for giving me another opportunity to share with all of you another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to me today. I hope you enjoyed it. Rico will be back on the podcast next week with a vidcast from the San Diego Comic-Con. I'll end today's podcast with the main title theme to The Green Slime. I'll be back soon with another classic science fiction movie. Until then, everyone take care. This is M5. Signing all. Open the door, you'll find the secret. To find the answer is to keep it. You'll believe it when you find it.